This is the Upward Always podcast with Maggie. Real support for real women with real ambition. This podcast is sponsored by Cornerstone Health Solutions, a digital fitness and nutrition coaching system helping you find balance, regain strength, and empower yourself to achieve greatness. Learn more by visiting them at cornerstonehealthsolutions.com. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Upward Always podcast. Today we are discussing the art of being authentic. It is obviously a very difficult thing to do. Otherwise, there wouldn't be, oh, I don't know, like 1,200 self-help books published about the topic every year. Authenticity is defined in a lot of ways, and you can go through Merriam-Webster or Urban Dictionary or Wikipedia or Google or wherever it is that you want to derive a definition from, but unless it means something to you, it's kind of worthless to reference those um, sources, so to speak. As you begin to think about what authenticity means to you, approach it like a craft, like an art. Improving the art of being yourself until you yourself are like a living sculpture of what it means to be authentic to you. Like any skill, you can have a talent or a knack for it, but you have to develop the skill itself. So it takes time, it takes practice, and it takes a lot of trial and error. Um, a, a, this is a mess. This can be a messy process. I remember being coming out of a period of my life where I was the opposite of myself. I was timid. I was very weak. I was unassertive. And if you knew me now, those are three words that nobody would ever use to define me. Um, and I got to a point where I, I finally decided I was no longer going to be those things. I was no longer going to let those adjectives define me or how I interacted with the world. And I began asserting myself in a way that certainly did not feel authentic, mostly because it was new. But because I was also getting my feet underneath me, I was trying to experiment with what it meant to be myself. And it came across as aggressive or opinionated or just frankly obnoxious. Um, And it took about a year for me to work through the kinks of that before I was able to land on something that felt like myself without being concerned about how others were receiving me. In a lot of cultures, there is a ceremony that people go through before a community recognizes an individual as an adult. Think of the process of learning what it means to be authentic as your own personal ceremony into becoming yourself. To use a metaphor that we all would understand, it's like coming out of the closet, metaphorically. We all have the tendency to live our lives within this closet, within this veiled interpretation of who we are outwardly presenting ourselves to be and taking the chance, taking a risk as it can be to finally open the door and expose yourself as who you are to your friends and your family, your professional um, acquaintances, whomever it may be, takes a lot of guts. And the reward at the end of that journey out of your metaphorical closet is the gift of 
not having to think about what you're saying, not having to think about how you're presenting, not having to, it's not that you don't care about how others perceive you. It's that you care more about living an honest life than you do about how people are going to react to you. There are so many studies out there that detail how culture and media and influences, outside influences, how often they impart their idea of who you should be on you. There's a good reason I don't let my children watch cable TV, and it's because I don't want them to become become susceptible to that type of messaging. In the same way that I monitor what they watch on TV, you yourself should be monitor monitoring what it is that you let into your brain, so to speak. You have to monitor what it is that you're listening to when it comes to what other sources are saying you should be. If you find yourself watching a certain show, comparing yourself to how that person looks or behaves, that's not necessarily setting yourself up for success when it comes to living authentically. If every time you interact with the world, you're trying to be like that other person. So instead of spending your time watching TV or reading magazines that are constantly giving you tips on how to improve your appearance or, I don't know, whatever those garbage headlines are, spend more time reflecting versus receiving. We have been trained to constantly pick up on those tidbits of information, trying to guide who we are. But if you learn to turn off those receptors, that is a key element in learning how to live authentically because your interpretation with how you interact with the world is defined only by you and nobody else. Now I want to take a moment to go over some quick tips for how to get started living authentically. When you've made the decision to, for yourself to say, okay, you know what? You're right. I haven't been honest with myself. I haven't been honest with the people I've been living with. I would really rather just be me. Here are a few um, quick and dirty ways to get started down that path. Number one, believe what you want to believe about yourself, but evaluate where those beliefs are coming from. Psych Central, and I'll link to it in the show notes, states that the art of finding our authentic self is unhooking ourselves from the past, turning off the tape recorder, and being grounded in the present, for it is when we are grounded that we can be open, curious, and accepting of ourselves and others. Like, I probably could have just read that one paragraph and ended the podcast there because that was everything that needed to be said. Figuring out who you are now is different from trying to live the life of who you are previously. There are so many things about our adolescence and our childhood and even into early adulthood that try to inform who you are now as an individual that have maybe possibly have nothing to do with who you are anymore. Taking the time to evaluate how much of who you are now is informed by who you were then is important moving forward. Another is stop doubting yourself. The moment you begin to doubt, 
is when you begin to look elsewhere outside of yourself for clarification and motivation when those two things should absolutely come from within. When you're able to define for yourself what it is that you want and how you're going to get there, that's a nearly fail-safe way of achieving what it is you set out to achieve. Now, don't get me wrong. There's benefits and merit to receiving support, but there's also a difference between support and being overly guided. So just be cautious when you're reaching out to friends and business coaches and life coaches and whomever it is that you communicate with on these types of things to discern the difference between support and overguidance. Number three, previously that was number two, this is number three, be quick to admit faults. Take ownership and develop the process to improve. Once you recognize your own shortcomings, someone else cannot use them against you. If you ever notice bullies, and that's bully is an overarching term. If you ever notice bullies always pick on you for something that is like an obvious flaw, but the moment that you take ownership of that flaw, whether that be physical, emotional, psychological, it's no longer theirs to throw against you because you're already recognizing it and you're working to address it in the best way that you can. And so you remove the power from the situation and take it all back. It's amazing to watch somebody fail miserably at making fun of you, so to speak, because they have nothing to throw against you. It's like a, a, a victory, an actual visual victory. Uh, number four, and this is my favorite one, be transparent with how you feel. Like when you're in the grocery store and the cashier says, oh, how's your day going? I occasionally will just look someone square in the face and go, not too good, but I'd like to hear about your day as well. And nine times out of 10, somebody will look at me and go, that's the first time anyone's ever said that to me. I'm having a bad day too. Thank you so much for asking. And it just humanizes the situation. And if you didn't take the opportunity to actually be honest with somebody with, about how you felt, you'd miss the opportunity to connect. And that's one of the benefits of being authentic is that you're allowing somebody to see you for you and you can see them for them. And there are no pretenses. Lastly, and most importantly, in order to live authentically, you have got to stop apologizing. So often during the day, I hear people go, I'm sorry, but can I interject my opinion here? Or I'm sorry, I just wanted to tell you how I felt. Don't be sorry. That's how you feel. That's your opinion. That is your true feelings on the subject. And unless you're truly talking out of your butt, it's probably a well-informed opinion and it will add value to a conversation. I tell some of my friends who come to me and go, Maggie, how is it that you're so confident? I stopped saying sorry. I have certain ramifications, certain um, guidelines for what I apologize for. I apologize for physically assaulting you, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. I will apologize if I do you wrong. I will apologize if I hurt your feelings. I will not apologize for including myself in a conversation that involves me. I will not apologize for asserting my opinion in a work situation. While it might not be a respected opinion, 
I will tell you, you hired me for a reason. I will not apologize for you holding the door for me. You chose to hold the door for me. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm sorry. No, thank you. Thank you so much. I am a human being who deserves a little extra ounce of respect in a day. There are just so many things that people say, I'm sorry. You're not sorry. I'm just really emphatic about this because so many people give away their power. And when the moment they say, I'm sorry for something that they didn't do wrong. Seriously, over the next week, count how many times you or somebody else says sorry for something that they didn't do wrong. And pay attention to their body language when they say it. Pay attention to how other people act around them when they say it. And instead, listen to yourself and figure out how you can be present in that situation without feeling bad for it. Like, don't apologize for your existence. <laughs> there, You are a respected individual. You are supposed to be where you are. You are supposed to interject your thoughts and feelings into a conversation. Don't feel bad about that. Own that. That's part of who you are. That's part of living authentically is taking ownership of your thoughts, of your actions, of your body, and being okay with it. There's no reason to apologize for having an opinion or standing in a room when somebody bumps into you. You are who you are, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Okay, that's a wrap. Episode two in the books. Appreciate everybody who has subscribed and listened. I appreciate Cornerstone Health Solutions for being our sponsor for this podcast. I hope that you tune in again next week. We'll see you on the website. We'll see you in social media. And I hope that you have a sensational week. This has been a recording of the Upward Always podcast. Real support for real women with real ambition. You can find us online at upwardalways.wordpress.com or on Facebook at Upward Always with Maggie on Instagram and Twitter at Upward Always.